In the spirit of prayer, we want to continue with the prayer that we have been saying over the last two weeks. And as we look at the stewardship of our gifts this morning, let us pray this prayer. Father in heaven, you are generous. There is nothing we have that you have not given us. Our world thrives on greed and scarcity, on grasping for more and fearing that there won't be enough. Jesus, your kingdom is not this way. Instead, it is built on abundance. Spirit, you freely give of your gifts. Empower us to do the same. And this morning, as I said, we'd be looking at the stewardship of our gifts, and I'm going to invite Ramona Zacharias up um, to help us have a different look at that. Thank you, Ramona. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning. So it is Mother's Day, and for those of you who totally forgot, your mom doesn't know you forgot, and you've got time. So in this, after the service, you can go and pick up your phone. And let me just say, you need to call her. Don't, don't text, don't Instagram, don't tweet, don't Snapchat. Call her, and she'll never know that you forgot, and all will be well. So we are in week three of a series on stewardship. Um, two weeks ago, we heard from Pastor Wes about stewarding our stories, and that was really impactful to me. Last week we heard from, and I don't know how to, I don't know how to, he's not really a pastor, so I couldn't call him Pastor Barry, and, and then I thought, well, I could call him Elder Barry, but then I think that's a fruit you put in a pie, so we're going to call him Mr. Schmidt because he's a teacher. So we heard from him about stewarding our time. This morning, I have the privilege of addressing the topic of stewarding our gifts. Now, I'm, I'm not referring to the gifts you receive at your birthday or Christmas or those kind of things. We're speaking of the supernatural gifts we receive when Jesus becomes our Savior and the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. So, first I want to clarify, what's the difference between spiritual gifts and talents. Talents are given to everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian, not Christian, we all have received talents. Um, I, I've been created to be creative. I love cooking, I love baking, I love sewing, I love dabbling in different methods of art. Um, I know that um, we actually, in our church body, have many people who are gifted with artistic painting and sketching. 
My husband, Scott, um, knew at a young age that he loved tools. And in fact, by the time he was around five years of age, he'd lost all of his dad's tools because he liked how they felt in his hand and he liked working with them. So as a little boy, he received his first toolkit. And I think actually he still has one from that. Am I right? Can you find that tool? Okay. So he loves and he so and he's able to work in his talent to this day in what he does. The Bible talks about people who have talents. Do you know what's the difference between men being up here and women? Is they have, po they have pockets to put their hands in. I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, the Bible talks about people with talents. There's a man named Jabel in Genesis, and his descendants were farmers. There was a man named Jubal, and his descendants were musicians. There was another man named Tubal Cain, and his descendants were manufacturers. We read about David and how he was gifted in playing a stringed instrument called a lyre. Paul was a tent maker, and Dorcas was a seamstress. In fact, there are people groups that historically are known to be talented in shipbuilding, quality clothing and shoes, superb precision automo automobile manufacturers and designers, excellent flower growers, and the list goes on and on. Everyone here has, at some level, one or more talents that they are good at and is naturally in them to pursue and grow. But today we're going to talk about spiritual gifts, those supernatural gifts that were given to us as soon as we became a member of the body of Christ. It is then that the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our, in our hearts. He's indwelling us. And he comes with gifts. And I, it came to me this week, it's kind of a birthday gift, a supernatural birthday gift, because when we are born into the family of God, we receive gifting from the Holy Spirit. And so, before we get started, I'd like to call Ruth up here to read, and I'd like you just to sit back and listen to 1 Corinthians 12. The word of the Lord. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in every one. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, and to another prophecy. To another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. 
For just as a body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many, many if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. But that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a more excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today so thankful for all you are to us. You are so good. You're a good, good Father. And for those of us who know you, you have given us gifts. And as we just heard, they are all to work for the betterment of the body of Christ, your bride. And so I ask, Father, that today you would give us ears to hear and Holy Spirit that you would speak to us. And I pray this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. So this passage that Ruth just read lists most of the gifts that um, we have. Now, there's a few more that are sprinkled throughout the New Testament. But um, I just thought I would list off a few. There's wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, tongues, interpretation of tongues, helps, administration, teaching. Last week we heard from someone who is very gifted in teaching. Evangelism, exhortation, and shepherding. We read in 1 Corinthians that we are blessed with gifts to work together 
in the body of Christ for the betterment and encouragement of each other. We're to steward these gifts, take care of them. They're given for a reason, especially to you individually. Now, because it's Mother's Day today, <clears throat> I thought it would be a wonderful way to honor some ladies, some moms, that have been very instrumental in my life by watching them steward their gifts. And they're a wonderful encouragement and example to all of us here in Grand Prairie Alliance Church. So I'm going to ask them to come up once I mention their names. So the first gal we're going to call up to the platform is a lady who not only mothered her family well, but in many ways has been a mother to the city of Grand Prairie. Beth Reyes grew up in Legaspi City, Albi, Philippines, and I'm sure she can correct me once she's up here because I don't know if I said that right. Um, I first met Beth when her, her and her beloved husband, Noe, came to Grand Prairie Alliance Church around 1989. This cute little spitfire is bold and unwavering in her faith. If you have spent any time around her, you know what her gifting is because her giftings define her and her life. The gifting of evangelism has been used in the mall, the buses, and anyone that comes along her path. The gifting of faith is one that has encouraged many of us here. She has spent time in, I think, three mayor's offices praying for them. The gift of faith is one that has encouraged many here, including myself. The gift of healing has been experienced in lives that have asked Beth to ask God to pray for a healing touch on themselves. The next gal I want to call on is a lady that became my friend because of and through her gifting of encouragement and shepherding. As I stood in the aisle of the church many years ago in desperate need of a touch from Jesus he sent Edith Berg up to put her arm around me. And as I walked through some deep waters of depression and anxiety, Edith was there walking with me. She encouraged me through prayer, phone calls, cards, verses. Edith is an encourager and a shepherd. In many ways, she was a lifeline for me, always pointing me to God, his love, and his promises to give me life. Edith has also stewarded her gifting to teach us as she has led many and probably lots of you here in Bible studies in her home, here in Coffee Break, and in other people's homes. Phyllis Davis was the first lady from Grand Prairie Alliance Church that I met. And it was through her gifting of hospitality that I met her. She and her husband took Scott, myself, and our wee daughter, Hannah, into their home to live for two weeks before our rental opened up. She had never seen us, didn't know what she was getting herself into, but Phyllis has never shied away from having people into her home where you're treated to delicious food, lots of fellowship, and love that is always seasoned with the sense that you are important. 
Phyllis has not only been uh, used this gifting in having people to her, her home for meals, picnics, barbecues, celebrations, but has shown me how to do this to strangers. Out in the wilderness at horse camp, Phyllis is always very much, is, is also very much gifted as an encourager, and to me has truly been a Titus II woman, teaching me and many others in the ways of God. Colleen Van Newkirk has been a friend to me since way back. We each had a child that was, um, needed some extra medical attention in Edmonton at the U of A, and so we spent many happy hours with Dick and Colleen traveling to the, to the big city. Colleen's gifting has helped me, and dare I say, many, many of you here in her gifting of teaching of God's Word. Her passion for teaching children was anointed by God. I would say many of you here today have been taught by her in kids' ministry or have worked with her in kids' ministry. Or maybe lately you've been able to take the heart-to-heart discipleship that Colleen wrote out of her own life and her walk with God. And um, that has been very impactful for many women here. Let me just say that um, heart to heart is powerful. If you want to take it, you're going to be blessed. If you know Colleen at all, you will know that her teaching is pointed, truthful, and organized. And that is because she also works out of her gifting of administration. Colleen is probably one of the most organized people I've ever known in my life, and someday I'm going to be like Colleen Van Newkirk. (laughs) Last but certainly not least is Jen Zilstra, who is walking in the gifting she received from the Holy Spirit under the mentorship of Colleen Van Newkirk. Jen came home from university 22 years ago and started working in Kids Men. Jen is now using her gifting of leadership, teaching, shepherding, and evangelism with your children here at Grand Prairie Alliance Church. I have had the opportunity to share an office with Jen and have listened to and observed Jen's heart pour out and on and for your children and their spiritual welfare. Children from all walks of life, all ages, I've heard her desire that children hear the stories of the Bible and then take steps of faith. I've seen her heart break when they have struggled in their walk with Jesus. And I've seen her rejoice as little ones have taken a step of becoming part of Jesus' family. So today I have given them some questions. So today's going to be a little bit of an interview. So I will get this out of the way. And we are going to go through, and we're going to start with Sweet Beth. You can just stay there, Beth, and I will give this to you. You just hold that right there, and I'm going to ask you the question. Okay. So, Beth, when you became a Christian, you received some gifts from the Holy Spirit. Um, I spoke of the ones I've seen in your life. When was it that you became aware of your gifting, and how did that happen? Number two. When I was, a, when I was five years old, Thank you. it happened when I died 
and came back to life. It's not a joke. It's not a lie. Okay. How have you seen God use you in your gifting, Beth? As I grew up with the Holy Spirit, God has used me to ministry through prayer, singing around the world. Yes, he has. Yeah. How did you know? How did you know you were working in the gifts that God gave you? Jesus is the only way, the truth in the life. I will give you the verses to encourage you all, my brothers and sisters here, to believe in Jesus, no doubt in mind and heart, to read the word of God. In John 15, 7, Hebrews 13, 5, Joshua 1, 9. It's not a joke, my brothers and sisters. It is true. When you believe in Jesus, no doubt in your mind, in your heart, when you die, you will be with him. It's not a joke. It's not a lie. I'm 91 years old now. I never thought I can come to Canada. I have ministry in the Philippines, three places for people who are very poor, and yet they receive Jesus and become followers of Jesus. It's my prayer for all of you, my brothers and sisters, to read the word of God in John 15, 7, Hebrews 13, 5, Joshua 1, 9, with faith, without doubt in your mind, in your heart, it will be done. I see Jesus personally. It's not a joke. It's not a lie. Yes, my brothers and sisters, I will be praying for all of you to be strong and courageous in your faith in Jesus. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank and you, Beth. And we've just experienced your gifting, haven't we? That's been wonderful. So, Beth, I want you just to stay here, okay? So, Edith, um, what would you say, when was it that you became aware of the gifting that God had given you, and how, how did that happen for you? Well, I would say it happened very slowly because I feel that uh, in different seasons of my life, God gave me different gifts. Um, I think the first gift I really experienced was the music. I, uh, I found that playing piano and blessing people with that, just it was something that I just felt God had given me because as I was playing, usually hymns as at my age, that was more prevalent, um, people were blessed because they could hear that I was singing as I was playing, but they didn't hear me sing. But if they knew any words, they knew that this was the song that I was, I was playing. Then later on in my life, God gave me an undesirable, passionate, passionate love for younger women. Now, nowadays, that's not hard for me because most of them are younger. But um, I, God, God just, just gave me such a love, and I saw such, um, such a, a love for Jesus in, in these women that I, I was trying to connect with. And I just felt God wanted me to encourage them. 
And of course, prayer came with that. If I hadn't prayed about it, um, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And the encouragement to younger women is what I really felt God wanted me to do. So Edith, how did you, or how have you seen God use you in your gifting, and how did you, how did you know or sense that you were working in those gifts? Well, I saw results. Um, when I started out, I, I, uh, I sent an encouragement note. And dear Ramona came and said, can you, be, can you teach us? And she brought a bunch of other young ladies with her, and that began my t teaching gift. Um, I, I was able to teach them. I was able to love them. And I think the love was the most important. Some of the teaching probably not so much. But um, I also had a passion to love, to love them. And I've seen results in uh, them using their gifts and really becoming leaders. And I knew I was a little part of that. God seemed to say to me, OK, here you are. You're praying for them. You're encouraging them. And now they're going to go on, and they're going to be servants of mine. And that was, I think I just knew that, that God was doing that for me. Mm -hmm. And in the dreams that he's given me, many times I have had dreams that God has given to me and showed me special people. And as I, fit, as I woke up, first thing I did was pray for them. And sometimes I've written them notes, encouraged them that I had prayed for them. But I think God helps me realize there are many people he wants me to pray for and encourage. Mm -hmm. Now, I think we heard from Beth that encouraged us to pray if we want to know what our gifting is to pray. What would you encourage people here, men and women, if they're thinking, I don't have a gift, or how do I find out? <laughs> Here's my Bible school training. I have a five-point sermon if you want to hear it sometime. Um, first of all, pray. Ask God, what is it that you want me to do? What is my gifting? And then think of, what do I have a passion for? And then ask other people. I've had many people tell me what my gift is, and I really kind of looked at them a little strangely, but there's other people that really, really see what you are gifted with. Ask them. But ask the trustworthy ones, not just the ones that flatter you. And um, then there's the spiritual gifting tests that we can do. Um, I've done it myself. I just did one and wondered why um, I got so high in shepherding. But maybe it was the encouragement part of it. And then I think the most important, start. Start small, but start. Start something. And God will continue to guide you. If he doesn't want you to do that, it'll go away. But God will give you the encouragement and the desire and the passion. Thank you, Edith. So Phyllis, uh, when was it in your life that you became aware of your gifting, and how did that happen? First, I was 10 and a half when I asked Jesus to be my Savior. And it wasn't, I don't think, more than two years later, they asked if I would teach at DVBS one summer. 
And I found a joy in studying the scripture and in teaching that to younger children. So that was the first part. Second, there was a regional ladies retreat with all the Alliance churches. And I think I was 21, 22. And we studied knowing your gifts. What, what are they? And what does it mean? And so there, there was an affirmation of women um, and that confirmation from God that um, I did have some gifts. How have you seen God use you in your gifting? And then how did you know or sense from him that you were, you were actually working in your gifting? Um, the sense from him is he's given me this knowing. It happens when I'm in the sweet spot and he's with me. It's, I can't explain it. It is just a knowing. Um, the first use, really, of my gifts was in the broader sense of the church. We started in the city a group called Christian Women's, and that ran for many years, and they had asked me to be part of the leadership. So that was the first time that that happened, other than with my husband working with uh, teenagers. Um, and then it went into women's ministry, but... A lot of the use of my gifting, too, was through food. Um, whether it's at camp in the mountains, and that's another way you know. When the teenagers come and they're so grateful for the food, you know you're working in your gifting. So, Phyllis, um, what would you say to someone here that is unaware of their gifting, but they would like to step into what God has for them and has gifted them with? I'm trying to skip to the ones that Edith didn't mention. <laughs> um, the affirmation of your spouse or your family is a very big one. It doesn't matter what age you are, you've been given a gift. And so if you're young, talk to your parents, talk to your peers, talk to your teachers, and then start, as she said, start trying. Don't be afraid to try some different things, not just maybe one thing, and you will notice God will be affirming you. Um, also, there are seasons in life, and we will, you will face that as you grow older, but enjoy the season you're at now. Enjoy the spot where God has put you now and use the gift in the way he's showing you right now because it will change as you age. Thank you, Phyllis. Colleen, when did you become aware of the gifts that you had and how did that happen for you? God gave me the gifts of leadership and administration kind of intertwined. And I was told by one of our former pastors that I was my own worst enemy because I could see the big picture, but I could see every detail that would get me to that picture. So I had to learn to choose. So that's why I became an, a pretty good recruiter when I did kids ministry, passing the torch. Um, but before I actually knew what my gifts were, I just kind of muddled along. Um, I guess I was trying out 
all those things. And I didn't really understand how, you know, how did you make sense of all of this? And we had a, a pastor come, John Reed, as our pastor of Christian education in uh, the early 1990s. And he had a tool called a spiritual gift inventory. And my husband and I were leading our super kids grades one to six group. And so I was sitting on the Christian ed committee and he had us all do that inventory. And when I finished it and I looked at the results, God just gave me this aha moment of um, seeing why sometimes I was asked to lead or sometimes um, I just knew how to organize something and get the details taken care of and why I love to see people serving um, in the areas that they seem to be suited for. And there had, all, there had been a lot of affirmation along the way, but no one had ever connected the way that it went with my gifts. And so that was very eye-opening. So how have you seen God use you in your gifting? And you've kind of started to answer that. And how did you know? How did you know or sense in yourself that I am doing how, what God has gifted me with? I... Um, <laughs> It's, it's been really interesting. I was saying to Jen after the first service, um, you know, it's an amazing mystery looking at how God leads us. And it's not about us. It's about him and what his plan is for us. And as we take a risk and step out when we're asked and then um, just follow the journey, we go from one thing to the next and we grow as we go. And, but um, one, of the, one of the things that I, I think I have figured out is, you know, when I'm doing what God wants me to do in my sweet spot, I, I know that he's blessing me. I told my heart to heart class this last year that I feel God's pleasure when I teach them. And you know, it's like there's life there that isn't there at other times. And also that there's growth in the people that I'm involved with. Mm -hmm. I think that is a sign that God is, has got you in the place that he wants you to be in. So what would you say to people out here that are wanting to discover their gifting? Well, I would say everything that these ladies have already said. I had a list, but you know what? It begins with knowing God. And if you don't know God first, you can't hear what he's saying to you through scripture. You can't, you won't have sensitivity to someone preaching a sermon and all of a sudden you think, oh, maybe I should look into that. Um, all of those things are, I think that's just the most important thing. It starts with our relationship with God. Thank you, Colleen. You just pass that to Jen. So Jennifer, my sweet friend. Um, when was it that you discovered, discovered your gifting, and how did that come about? I would say that I became aware of my gifting when I started to serve. 
And so people would ask me to do things, and Colleen was one of them, who might ask me to do something that was way out of my wheelhouse. And I tried not to just give an automatic no if it felt uncomfortable. I would pray about it, and then if I would sense that God wanted me to do it, I would do it. And sometimes it was really uncomfortable. Sometimes I thought, this isn't a skill I have. Sometimes I didn't really even want to do it. And then as I would do it, I could just sense that God had done something through me. Okay. So how have you seen him use you in your gifting? And how did you know, and you kind of answered that question, but how did you sense, ah, oh, I'm in the sweet spot? So as we talk about talents versus spiritual gifts, um, one of the talents I did not have was being at the center of attention. I did not like public speaking at all. Still don't really. <laughs> um, but um, I was asked to teach and felt like God was asking me to teach. And even though I would be nervous and it didn't seem easy for me at first, um, I became aware that kids could understand me. Um, I, could, I could keep their attention and yeah, and even sometimes the adults in the classroom would say, wow, I really learned something from you. And so it was those kind of affirmations that told me, yeah, this is, this is your gift. I know um, 15 years ago, I was asked to do, be the storyteller at day camp. And I thought, oh, I can't do that. Like, that's a big crowd of people. I don't know if I can do that. And beforehand, just praying to God and saying, God, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to blow this. I want could you just have a couple kids come to faith um, this week? Because I don't, I don't want to mess it up. And in my story time, 40 kids came to faith that year. And so I think about the song that we were singing this morning, Yet Not I, But Christ in Me, and, and that's what your spiritual gifting is. So what, how would you encourage someone here, yourself, to discover what they have from God? Oh, I, I want to repeat everything that was said previously, um, but I will read First Peter 4, 10 to 11. It says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as stewards of God's grace. And so just realizing that you, God has given you grace, God has given you gifts. Um, use it to serve one another. So start serving. Just try and start serving and God will reveal to you what it is that, you, that he has for you. Thank you, Jim. You can just put the mic over there. So I want to honor these ladies a little bit today. And um, I've asked some of our male staff to um, bring them a little gift. But while they're doing that, if you have been impacted by any of these women in your life at all, if Beth has prayed for you, if Phyllis, if you've worked with Phyllis, been under Edith's teaching been involved in kids' ministry or with Jen, would you please stand? I want you ladies to see how many people you have touched and impacted because you have stewarded your gifts well. Let's give them a hand. So while we, thank you, and while you, um, while we, close this morning, you can sit. I just have a couple things to say. So um, I just want to echo a couple things that I heard them say, but it has been true for me. Um, 
What you see up here is not always. I was a wallflower, afraid of everybody and everything. But as I stepped into the gifting that God gave me, I had a sense of his pleasure, of his hand of approval on me. And the, another way I can describe it is, even though you're weary, I feel filled up. And so I want to encourage you today. Yes, there's many courses you can take. I've got some books up here I forgot to bring up if, uh, called Shape, if uh, you'd like to find out um, what your gifting is. But I want to encourage you today. We are going to have, as always, time of prayer up here. If you would like someone to pray with you, God wants to reveal your gifting to you. And um, I would just encourage you to do that. So I would just like to thank these ladies. You are welcome to go if you don't want to sit here for the rest of it. Otherwise, Pastor Rod, you can come. I can speak just to the ladies for a minute. And I just want to say thank you. We, this is just our way of honoring you for serving. And this is a representational way for us honoring all the moms, all the women, all the ladies in our church who've served faithfully. And, and as I was listening to you sharing your stories, the Lord just reminded me of the, one of the prophecies that Joel gave in Joel chapter 2, one of the prophets. And he said, and he said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I just want to thank you all for responding to the spirit pouring out his gifts into you and using them. Thank you. And I just want to thank you all for modeling just the heart of Jesus. And uh, you've all had an impact on my life. And, and of all the ladies that have been on the stage here, uh, over half of you, have, we've served together on staff in one way or another. And Ramona, I just want to thank you. Uh, you've, you've got just this gift of compassion, of love, and creativity, and, and a great sense of humor. <laughs> and thank you so much. And uh, I... Beth would like to say. Oh, well, we... Uh, Okay, I've just been upstage because I cannot, uh, we can't pass this up. Uh, Beth would like to sing for us to close the service. And so I am just going to end what I was going to say. And uh, you're going to say, thank you, Rod. And, <laughs> and I just, I do want to say thank you for each one of you that have served, uh, whether it's a volunteer or a member of staff. Those of you that are serving together with me as staff, you're just such valued members. And so I'm going to give the microphone to Beth and then I'm going to pray at the end. Did you already pray? No. It's, all right. it's okay, because I will sing the Lord's Prayer. Then that'll close us. Okay. I will thank the Lord for this morning, that all of us came here to worship Jesus, to be strong and courageous. And I always pray for all the pastors that God will bless them and protect them from evil and danger and grant them good health. Thank you, pastors. 
I will sing the Lord's Prayer to thank for all of this that this church give us the gifts of blood. <laughs> okay. We will pray in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. It is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom in the power, in the glory, forever. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Have a great week.